Blog Talk Radio. Do you believe that death is the end? Or is it just a new beginning? Does our soul continue to evolve? Or is it buried six feet under? Spiritual encounters and unexplained phenomena have intrigued people for centuries. But what if you could find the answer? Right here, right here, right now. Right now. Welcome to Heavenly Encounters. Heavenly Encounters. Where we will talk with everyday people who have had extraordinary experiences and gifted souls that see beyond the veil. Beyond the veil. Together, we'll diminish our fear of death, explore our soul's evolution and soften the crippling grief that accompanies loss. Heavenly Encounters. You, our listeners, will discover a new world. A new world. A fresh reality. A fresh reality. Just a whisper away. Heavenly Encounters. So take a deep breath and join us on this fascinating adventure. This is Heavenly Encounters. Heavenly Encounters. A journey to the other side. Heavenly Welcome to Heavenly Encounters, A Journey to the Other Side. I am your host, Mary Elizabeth, broadcasting from Chicago, Illinois. And this is your co-host, Janice, broadcasting live from St. Louis, Missouri. Well, just in time for Valentine's Day, we are delving into the topic of love and how it plays into our divine connection to the other side. So what if I told you that there was another half to your soul, the yin to your yang, your twin flame? This intense, sacred bond of love can be experienced from both sides of the veil. In this show, our guests are twin flames who have chosen to incarnate together in this lifetime. But first, don't forget to check out my two new blogs, Egyptian Cats and Bunny Paws and Branded Cattle and Submerged Buoys. You can also access all of our past shows at HeavenlyEncountersRadio.com. So, Janice. Yes. Let's get our vernacular straight. What is a soulmate, and how is it related to a soul group? Well, a a soul group is the group that you were born into. If you Mm -hmm. think of a big bang as God creates souls, as God creates out of himself, so you have soul groups that are healers, that are, um, oh gosh, teachers, I mean, and they can they can be part of any dimension, any part of time. And a soul mate would be somebody that comes to you in a, in a lifetime that helps you learn a lesson or it's a lesson that you decide to learn together. And it's not limited to male or female. They can be mm-hmm. twins. They can be brother and sister. Um, they can be even uh, a man and a woman coming together to give birth to a uh, a beautiful child that is supposed to be born. And so if you think in terms of soulmate, think of like a helpmate, somebody that right. is going to help you on your journey, to help you learn your lessons. Right. It's your brother, your sister, your mother, your father. It's your grandparents. It's this guy down the street which probably you know made you learn the biggest lesson of your life. It's it's you know when someone says oh my gosh he's my soulmate it's not necessarily a romantic connection it's no. who we and decide to actually incarnate with right and it, you can have many soulmates in a lifetime but we've gotten to the point now when we use 
soulmate, you know. You're talking actually what most people would, would not know, but you're talking actually about your twin flame, your twin soul. That is a separate and sacred, but a soulmate can, I mean, you, again, like I said, you can have many soulmates in the course of a lifetime. Right. Well, you know, before we actually incarnate, we have what are kind of called these pre-birth planning sessions, don't we? Can you kind of explain what that is? Well, we would, all of our souls would go before what they call like the uh, the, the karmic judges, you know, mm-hmm. that would help us put together a plan for the lessons that we leave need to learn the services that one we want to provide mankind because not mm-hmm. every karma is a debt or a get it, a debit right. it might just be a gift to humanity and it's right. like weaving a tapestry there are so many things that you have to do you know to be able to reincarnate and one of the things that you are doing you are you are given are guides in this lifetime and a mm-hmm. lot of times the guides that help you are the soulmates in your lifetime Wow. So then let's talk about a twin flame. What is the difference? What is actually a twin flame? How would you describe it? Well, if you think that in the beginning of time all souls were created whole, and then it hit a point where the souls were like halved, and you have two halves of the same soul. And basically that is what a twin flame is. A twin flame basically is the other half of your soul. And a twin flame is always with you, where soulmates would not necessarily be in each lifetime. Mm-hmm. Most of the time they are on the other side of the veil if you are incarnated here. Very rarely do they incarnate together, because together the energy they create is so extraordinarily powerful. Some people can't even be in the same room with their twin soul, with their twin flame. Wow, wow. and it is... It- so it is very rare, and we have got two of them on our show today. How miraculous is that? It is. Truly, it is. Well, let's bring on our guest, Cynthia Becker, who is a renowned intuitive, and Bill Weber, her husband, who is the author of Making Love Beautiful and Choose Me, spiritual and somewhat erotic poetry that he wrote for his one and his only beautiful wife, Cynthia. Well, welcome to the show. Well, thank you. Thank you. Welcome. We're well, glad. let's start from the very, very beginning. So, Bill, tell us when you two first met. Did you know off the bat it was really going to be something special? Well, we've been together for probably 24 years, going on 25, I guess. And mm-hmm. when we first got together, for me, um, it just seemed like the right place to be, the right thing to do. It, it just mm-hmm. good. But I really wasn't... I mean, I wasn't thinking about, oh, is this the right person? Am I, is this going to be where my future? I wasn't thinking about the future at all. I was very much just in the present moment. And I wasn't, I mean, I really wasn't evaluating whether, you know, this is the perfect soulmate for me or something. And it it was probably a couple of years before it really dawned on me that this is, you know, this is the relationship I want to be in forever, and, mm-hmm. and this is, I mean, everything just went right, and it, right. you know, I didn't try to make it happen, it just kind of did. <laughs> <laughs> so, Cynthia, was, was it any different dating Bill than compared to other people you had dated, or did you kind of feel the same way? Well, it was different, Mary. Um, I have to say, 
we were at different points in our lives, and um, Bill was somebody that I thought was interesting, fascinating. I felt good when I was with him. Um, mm-hmm. felt it was hard to stay away. You know, if I right. went from a logical standpoint, we were at different points in our lifetime, and this was probably not the person for me. But if I went with what my heart told me, um, which, of course, I did, mm-hmm. uh, that was the person that I was supposed to be with. And once I made that decision, um, it took a lot of praying. You know, that's kind of a funny thing to say, but at that point in my lifetime, um, I do did do a lot of praying and still do. Mm-hmm. And... All I know is I was encouraged to stay with him, to explore more, to to find out more about this person. Right. This man. Yeah. I mean, if you looked at it logically from the outside, it was pretty unlikely that our relationship could have worked. I mean, everything just mm-hmm. seemed to be not not in favor of how this could work out, but it just did. Well, right. let me also state for knowing them. I'm so blessed that they're two of my best friends, is that if you are with them, they have one aura. Oh. <laughs> they do not have two separate auras. And oh. they cannot sit next to each other that they're not touching in some way. They're holding hands or they're shoulder to shoulder. But it's the only thing I've ever seen. They have one aura between them. Wow. wow. Oh, Janice, my goodness, that's a lovely thing to say. Oh, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> well, Cynthia, I mean, you're an intuitive, you're a psychic. And did you at one point realize it's like, wow, this is my other half, this is my twin flame? Was that something you were even recognized at that point? No, uh, Mary, it took me a while to even deal with that concept because Bill brought so much to the table as far as I was concerned. He's gentle and he's very non judgmental. He's accepting of all people. He brings such a curiosity and an interest in people. And um, I I saw him as very separate from me in that way. He's a lot more uh, spiritual, a lot more psychic than he really lets on. (laughs) And uh, it took me a while to really realized that we were part of each other. Yeah, I think wow. it So what? Go ahead. It kind of grew over the years yes. and it's still still growing. Oh, I mean, yes. it's you know, even at, you know, even 20 years it's you know, I'm still like realizing more of the depth of our connection. Yeah. Wow. So, and I don't, I don't know if you've seen other lifetimes you've had together or other lifetimes, let's say like like Janice, where, you know, Semit is uh, a guide for her and hasn't incarnated, have you had a chance to kind of look back um, at those other lives that you've shared as well? No, honestly, I haven't. I've been so involved in this lifetime. It's mm-hmm. really interesting. I can look at lifetimes, other lifetimes for other people, but... I don't seem to be able to do that for myself, Mary. I get little flashes. Right. Lifetimes. But with Bill, 
he is, I think part of his purpose in my lifetime is to teach me to be present. So he keeps me very uh-huh. grounded. He keeps me present, you know, not often that ether somewhere like I might have been. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, I mean, it's that makes sense. I mean, obviously, when you have such a deep, sacred connection in this life, why not be present to that as opposed to, oh, see, what did, what did we do back a thousand years ago? You know, it it makes a lot more sense. Right. Well, you know something else interesting, too, and I won't quit talking so much, but I definitely know Bill is not from the past. He's from the future. Wow. He is. I can really feel that. Of course, he he looks at me and kind of goes, "Uh (laughs) uh-huh. But he is. So I know he's come to me from the future. Oh, wow. That's an interesting way to look at it. Oh, how beautiful. Or our relationship, you know, it's not like, you know, it just fell into place and nothing ever went wrong and, and everything was beautiful. You know, we had, you know, we've had plenty of ups and downs and, and struggles and, and conflicts between us and stuff, but, you know, that there's some, somehow it all, it, you know, it doesn't matter. We, we keep coming, we keep mm-hmm. coming back and and we've taught each other so much about um you know how to grow and how to how to move through things and how to relate and um you know i i've you know cynthia is is you know of all the women i've ever met is the the most understanding and tolerant of men i mean you know she's i i've never met any woman that that understands men uh, and and how men think or or what's going on with men as 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 she does and I hear you know when she's doing readings with people you know which are mostly women dealing with issues with men and and the insights <laughs> that she has for them right. is is phenomenal you know she she has yeah. this ability to make men feel okay about themselves oh what a gift. Yes. Well, Bill, I want to talk about your poetry. Janice, before I got your book, Janice would not stop talking about <laughs> ranting and raving how beautiful it was. And, oh, my gosh, it, it absolutely is breathtaking. Um, it's beautiful. It's sensual. It's just, I mean, the, the thought that a man wrote this is just amazing. So why did you actually start writing in the first place? Well, I, I it kind of just came accidentally. I, I wanted to... You know, I, I, you know, in a, in our in our relationships, and per, particularly in the the uh, our sexual relationship, I wanted to be able to explain to Cynthia what 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 it meant to me, what it felt like, why why it was important. Or, or which things were were more important, or and I and I I struggled with how to explain that in terms that made sense to her. You know, mm-hmm. most guys go, all they can say is, "Oh, yeah, that feels good," and you know, or "I love you," and that's you know, they don't have any words, and I didn't have words beyond you know the normal things. Mm-hmm. So I and I, yeah. I just struggled, and I I kept trying to think of ways, and and nothing. It took a long time. It took a number of years, really, before I started f- 
finding words that expressed the feelings in ways that made sense to a woman. And as I did that, it it's like the more I began to explain it, the more intense our love life became and the more intense our whole experience of making love became. And it and and the more I tried to explain it, the more in depth the meaning of making love became. The mm-hmm. the, the sensuousness and the, the sacredness and the design of our bodies and and what the design of our bodies actually meant because it means something. It it's you know, when when you say your your body is a temple, mm-hmm. that's such a huge understanding. It's yeah. it's way more than that, and it and it's mm-hmm. uh, so I don't know I I mean I kept working on it and and pretty soon I started getting phrases and 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 descriptions and and then they started fitting together and it and it was not a way to express it very well in in sentences it just started coming out in poems and I would right. I would wake up in the morning with poems in my mind. It was like I'd wake up and there'd be all these all these things running around in my head and, and I started putting a notepad on the floor by the bed so I could scribble them down because if I didn't write them down fast enough, they they would go away. And I, I, there's right. poems that I've lost because I couldn't write them down. But they'll come to me, you know, when I'm driving or... Um, and it just started coming faster and faster. And, and right. the more I thought about it, the faster they came. And I just wrote them down and and over time Cynthia finally said you know you you these are too good you have to share them right you know so that's so here we are <laughs> yeah <laughs> i agree well, got to share it absolutely absolutely well you know some like you said so much of your poetry has to do with making love and what i loved about it was that you really go into how it really is sacred and is part of the divine that that's what we are meant to experience here on Earth. So, how how do you look at that? Where is kind of the connection? If that makes sense. Well, what I, makes I, it what makes it divine? Well, I think that um, the 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 experience is is so intense that in and it that it absorbs your thoughts. It takes mm-hmm. you out of your head and keeps you in your body and that's the temple and when you're in your body you're in the present moment and when you're in your head you're in another time or another place you're thinking about stuff this is a portal into that experience of presence which is the ultimate spiritual experience to be absolutely present and I, I think that making love is sacred for that reason because it it's it's the it's one experience that um that forces you into your body into the present moment in 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 a state of ecstasy that's um it's unlike any anything else i mean there's other portals that that take you to presence um but this is this is um uh, the most fun, <laughs> <laughs> and it's the most available. It's right there. Absolutely, that's a good way to put it. So, Cynthia, I, 
I can't even imagine when you started reading this just amazing poetry. How did it make you feel? Oh, Mary, I was speechless. I I could only read so much of it, and I felt I felt very humbled to read that. And um, right. But I also felt very much of a woman, and I it, it made me feel very good about myself and my body. Oh, and absolutely. It did two things. You know, I I feel that every woman should get to feel that way. Mhm. Every man should have the words to say yes. to his beloved. Right. That's why I felt it was so important for Bill to publish this. Because right. it, I think it's very valuable for both men and women. I, 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 oh, think, I think that so too. I think that a lot more men would uh, say these things if they could find the words. Yes. And would... Mm-hmm to these feelings if they, if they read this but I think that uh, it's really uh, a, uh, a huge leap to expect most men to be able to to do that I mean, it took me years right of, of right intense absolutely thinking. wow you know, and, know it's and, funny. well I was Go gonna ahead. say reading reading the words it, for me, Cynthia kept wanting me to read them to her, and I couldn't read them to her. I couldn't read them out loud because when I'd, I'd start to read in my, <laughs> I would choke up and I couldn't finish reading them to her. Oh, wow, I that's amazing. Read them, I right? <laughs> we know it just seems like sex these days seems to so- focus so much on the physical when it's not selling something. I mean, how can we use this to really deepen the love in our own relationships? Well, I, I think just recognizing that um, that there is so much more depth to it than just the physical sensations, and mm-hmm. and um, you know it's certainly not what you get on TV or in the movies or you know that you know it's it's do it quick and get it over with. But there's like millions of layers, and it just gets deeper, and each. The the more spiritually you experience it, the more sensuous it becomes. That you know right. that I thought I thought I had really good sex when I was in college, but uh, this is <laughs> way beyond. Way I mean, it's, it's, there's so much more to it, and you know we also read, you know we read things on tantric sex and the Tao of mm-hmm. sex and. And the, the the things we read were like, oh wow, this explains what's happening, what we're experiencing, and and, and it gave right. us more things to think about and and ways to experience it that that just continued to grow. When honestly, Mary and Janice, you know what I think? I think if a guy would buy this book, tear out a page, and lay it on his wife's pillow every so often, his whole life would change. Oh, it would. It absolutely would. I endorse okay, well, that statement a thousand percent. Well, you know, we've been we've been talking about this for twenty four minutes. <laughs> we have just a couple minutes left, so I'll leave it up to one of you guys. But I would love to hear you read one of your poems. So, whether Althea okay. or Bill, whichever one you whichever one would love to read a poem, we'd love to hear it. 
Oh, I want Bill to read it. This, too, if he can read them quickly. Okay. This one is, well, I'll just read it. Every woman is beautiful at every age. As a woman matures, her beauty evolves. The essence of her femininity grows in clarity with time. Her attractiveness expands to include much more than girlish eye appeal. Her presence more disarming. Her lips more compelling. Her kiss more intoxicating. Her touch more stimulating than ever. The depth and power of her femininity evolves. A much deeper attractiveness radiates around her. A richer feminine energy that engages all of the chakras. The ageless, timeless beauty of femininity becomes her. Beautiful. That's beautiful. Time for one more? We sure do. And then you reach for me. Feminine fingers finding my skin. Goosebumps spiraling up my spine. Heart racing, blood surging. The woman I crave is wanting me. Her feminine fingers searching for me. Like the fingers of an angel choosing me. Sensations of heaven enveloping me. Anticipating waves of pleasure. Your sweet caress approaching. Anticipation overwhelming. Hoping, praying, needing you to take me there. And then you find me. Electric explosion of sensuous love. Mind is gone, body is yours. Pure sensations of your sweet femininity. Two bodies becoming one. Two minds realizing oneness. Oneness of being demonstrated in ecstasy. The depth of the universe in the hands of my angel. Oh, gosh. It just gives me goosebumps. I know. It really does. So where can people get a hold of you and buy your book? Um, there, I have a website that's set up to uh, for pre-orders. Um, it, it's almost ready. It, the the website is loveletterssfromapoet.com. So all one word: Perfect. loveletterssfromapoet.com. And and there awesome. you can do pre-orders. Okay. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. This has been absolutely incredible. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Oh, we were so glad. Welcome. Absolutely. Good night. Good night. Good night. So part two of our show will be this Thursday, February 11th at 530 Central. We're actually going to talk with our lovely host, Janice, and she's going to discuss what love looks like in an interdimensional relationship with her twin flame, Senmet. We're also going to have a special guest, Jean Rivard, who lost the love of her life and now communicates with them from the other side. Love never dies, does it, Janice? It never does. Never, ever, ever. It is truly the one thing that lasts for eternity. Absolutely. Well, with that, it is time for Illuminations. 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 It's time for Illuminations. Food for your mind. Okay, I got a really unusual one. It happened to actually pop up on Facebook today, and I just loved it. It's by Eve Glicksman. Ancient lovers believed a kiss would literally unite their souls because the spirit was said to be carried in one's breath. Oh, how beautiful. It is. So, Janice, 
What do you have for uh, us? Well, this is kind of based on an experience that I had. Okay. But that is becoming the oneness that they were talking about. And uh-huh. that we can be so connected to that web of life and to each other's soul that sometimes we can hear the prayer of a butterfly. Ooh, that's beautiful. Well, you know what? One thing I haven't asked about in a while was that if anyone has had heavenly encounters, any kind of near-death experiences, angelic encounters, please, please, please email us at heavenlyencountersradio at gmail.com. We would absolutely love to hear from you. So thank you, Janice, for another fascinating show, and thank you to our wonderful listeners for joining us once again. Until next time, be inspired, be empowered, and be well. You've been listening to Heavenly Encounters, A Journey to the Other Side. Thank you, Janice. Good night. Thank you, sweetie.